myself a Lincoln Got me plotting, got me plotting, got me thinking, got me thinking How can I come up and get myself a Lincoln? I'm a Continental, Cotton, Continental I'm a Continental, Cotton, Continental I'm a Continental, Cotton, Continental I'm a Continental, Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's Lincoln Attic, yes, episode five. I'm back recording, looking forward to it. I planned on making 2019 really the ramp-up year. Only four episodes under my belt and looking forward to recording a lot more. I'm actually getting into doing a little bit more video work with some new equipment that I purchased. We'll talk about that. I'd like to say... I'd like to say Lincoln Attic Podcast is brought to you by Devious Customs. Visit DeviousCustoms.com. Jeff just does not specialize in suspension equipment for all you aftermarket guys or guys that are looking to lay out your Lincolns. He also has other parts for these cars, including exhaust kits. He's actually in the process of making a lot more parts out of billet aluminum. So, Stay glued to DeviousCustoms.com. Follow them on Instagram at DeviousCustoms. Also, CC Cycle Wheels, a.k.a. Colorado Custom Wheels. They are located in California. If you Google Colorado Custom Wheels, you will find not only do they have ColoradoCustom.com, they also have an Instagram page. Instagram is at CC Cycle Wheels. Make sure if you're looking for one of those awesome billet aluminum, what I call replica Lincoln wheels, make sure you hit up Michael and the team. By following them on Instagram, you will stay in the loop with the new products that they're offering. They often will reshare photos from Lincoln Addict on Instagram, as well as our sister podcast, which is our lifestyle, the podcast. Make sure... You look up Colorado Custom Wheels, a.k.a. CC Cycle Wheels. Let them know that ODB from Lincoln Attic Podcast sent you. All right, so i slowly been plotting and planning and coming up with new episodes, some new content that I'd like to bring to all the listeners. Appreciate all the support. Definitely have some great comments, and I've seen some different reviews or just comments in general that have been left through the Podbean app itself. So if you're listening to this, let's say on your iPhone through the Apple pre-installed podcasts app, that's one of the easiest ways to listen via an iPhone. Now, you can also download Podbean and you can leave comments there or you can leave a review through iTunes. So certainly appreciate that. Now, the next guest that we're going to bring on, not on this episode, but episode six, if all works out, we will have... The famous John Cashman. Yes, you heard it right. Now, if you were to Google Lincoln Continental Convertible, one of the first few search results should come back, convertiblelincolns.com, and that is John's website. It's recently, in the past few years, it's been refreshed, has an awesome uh, feel to it, and you've got all the contact information there. So I'm excited about this. I recently, as I mentioned, I did meet John in his uh, his last trip to Florida over at the Lincoln Ranch, and it was really a pleasure. You know, I've talked with him a few times on the phone. He's been very helpful. 
He's not a huge social media guy, which I can understand because you will find during the interview that he is on the road, as many of you know, all the time. He uh, recently, well, let me say it like this. He lived in Florida a long time, and now he lives out west. So he's constantly kind of on the move, and uh, he kind of limits his social media to so many, uh, so much time a day, I should say. He has also been in the Lincoln forums a long time. He doesn't post in there a lot, but when he does, it's always great information. What I like about John is he's willing to offer a lending hand over the phone, and he doesn't charge anything. So that is uh, really great. So looking forward to kind of sitting down with him, uh, talking to him a little bit about his passion for these cars, how he got involved with the Lincoln Continentals, and really some of his journeys around the United States, including with his awesome pup. So a uh, good dude there. Uh, definitely check out his website. He's also on one of Jay Leno's garage or, or, or um, episode Jay Leno's garage, Lincoln Continental. And it's a white 66 that Jay picks up. And uh, John does a fantastic job on that episode. Really looking forward to that. Now, I cannot believe we're already so far into 2019. Gosh, February is almost past. Cannot believe it. Right before I recorded the last episode, I've been slacking a little bit. It, it was essentially, we were starting to hear some buzz about uh, Lincoln hinting at a suicide door Lincoln coming back. So they had hinted at this for a while, and some people were kind of scratching their head when they brought back the Continental. Like, why did they not come out swinging and bring back the suicide doors? So they bring it out. The car, they you know, it comes back out, and the, I mean, it got really good reviews and a lot of websites I read. The interior, I mean, just so many features on these cars, but everybody's like, man, you know, why don't they have the rear opening doors on these cars, right? So long story short, they basically had hinted around the 80th anniversary of Lincoln that, boom, they're going to bring these cars back. And what they essentially did was just that. They came out, they announced the 80th anniversary of Lincoln, and it was going to have 80 cars with coach doors, not suicide doors. They got to be politically correct, right? So, gosh, late December, literally right before I recorded episode four, you know, there was some buzz, and then boom, I put out episode four, and then no sooner, gosh, that, those photos were everywhere. I mean, they still are popping up. Uh, I think Lincoln did a good job with kind of inserting that into social media with some of the photos. Uh, I actually met one of the photographers through Instagram and uh, was pretty surprised. You know, this gentleman had taken some of the photos of the car, of the, um, you know, the, the, the one specific car that they used in a lot of the photos. So he had kind of landed that gig. But, you know, I was happy to see it. I'm not going to go over all the details on this episode. Obviously, I'm not going to be purchasing one. Those bad boys, from what I understood, uh, they sold out. You know, obviously, a lot of celebrities and I'm sure businesses and whatnot, they were going to want to get their hands on one of those. The thing that stuck out to me was I think they were going to take them to that particular company, and that company was going to extend the car a little bit and then make the rear doors open uh, in this suicide fashion. So it's kind of like a after production update, if you will. And uh, I still think it's cool, man. I'm glad that they did. 
we saw our friend over at Detroit Deviant. If you follow him on Instagram or Facebook, just type in Detroit Deviant. He was uh, our first guest on this episode or on this podcast. He actually did some pretty cool artwork. This was back in December, and he said he had tweaked the rendering, and uh, he had dropped the Continental, and he even made a convertible out of the new version. I really would love to see Lincoln come out with a convertible, but you know, you got to be careful what you wish for because you know, for years people said, "Hey, they want the suicide doors." Well, okay, they they brought those back. I really thought they should have those on, you know, as a nice touch for the, the Continental when they brought it back in general. Well, they didn't. So, like now, you've only got eighty. You're probably never going to get a chance to see one unless it's at a car show. And you know, the average guy is probably not going to be able to afford it, right? It's going to easily go over six figures. I, I, I would I would expect. So now I I feel like if I was asking for a convertible, a new version, right? That was timeless. That kind of was a, a play off of the '60 era Lincolns. I don't know. You know, it's it probably wouldn't hit the mark. Maybe I wouldn't like it. Or it would just have something that just ah, sometimes you can't recreate something that's that's just awesome. A- example of that is I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. If you guys listen to our lifestyle of the podcast, I've hinted at that. I love a lot of the '80s. Love Back to the Future one, two, and three. Robert Zemeckis has said, "Hey, we are never going to make a Back to the Future four or another version of Back to the Future." As much as the fans and pop culture love Back to the Future. You totally get it because you kind of say you can't really recreate or, you know, no matter what you do, even a 50% love it, 50% hate it, you still are kind of messing with the classic. And that's kind of what Lincoln had, I think, up their sleeve. They knew that they could bring something out and it would be cool. But here you go. Now you're bringing out 80. The average guy is not going to be able to afford it. Yeah, they're cool. We've seen photos all over at different car shows around the world. And yeah. You know, do I think it's cool? Am I glad they did it? Yes. But it is what it is. So I don't foresee myself owning one. I would like to, in the future, own a newer Lincoln Continental, like a 2017 or 2018. Pro- probably when they go down in price and they're kind of like no longer, quote, cool again. But when I see those things driving around Tampa Bay area, I mean, I always look at them. I like the door handles where the placement's at. I haven't sat in one, but I've seen them at dealerships, and uh, they look pretty cool. So more to come on those, but as you guys know, this podcast is centered around Lincoln Continentals from the 60s. I mean, that's where it's at. 50-year-old cars that we still love to this day, and you take one of those things out, you know, you guys out there that are uh, driving your cars every day, if you own one, you're getting thumbs up like crazy. And a perfect example of that is the the homie, Tony Boss Bolin, who is at the beginning of this podcast, right? He got the little shout out from the, uh, the the homie Tony. He recently purchased from Chris Dunn, uh, who was the owner of Lincoln Land, a '58 Lincoln. I think it's technically a Lincoln Continental Mark III. So he buys this car, and the funniest thing about it is, you know, I had seen it before. Tony had Chris brought it out to a car show a year ago in February. So just literally this past weekend marked a year. And, you know, I sat in the car and I was like, man, this car is so awesome. And Tony really liked it. So a year goes by, give or take, maybe about December, and Tony starts throwing around the idea of buying this car. And, and Chris said, for all me, by all means, I'll sell it. 
So they strike a deal. I think it was a good deal, and you know they had come to an agreement to to for Lincoln Land to do some maintenance work on it. You know, fix a couple small leaks, get the air conditioning running perfect. I mean, just a couple little things here and there. So Tony takes possession of the car. I think it was technically in January, and uh, we went to a local car show here. And man, we pulled in a little bit late, maybe about an hour late, and it just was all eyes on this car. A lot of people love it because the color, it's, uh, I don't know, I call it like a Bermuda blue. I don't know what the official name is, so I apologize. But it just was awesome. I and mean, we pull into this car show. It's got the roll-down back window, which in those is called the Breezeway rear window. And, man, I we, we sat down. I set up the GoPro 7 black, and we, you know, do some time-lapse video. And so many people, like, where how many bodies can you fit in that trunk? How you know, it just all these different comments. I mean, from the cleanest cut people, you know, someone that looks like a CEO of a company is like, Oh, I wonder how many bodies you can fit in that that uh trunk. And it's just so funny to hear people say that just repetitively, or man, you could land an airplane on this thing. It was just insane. The car gets so much attention. I think it is technically the largest production car ever manufactured. So Bottom line, this past weekend, Tony took the 58 out, and then I drove his 67, which is, uh, I mean, it's got a pretty nice restoration overall that the previous owner had really maintained it, I should say. Not really a restoration, but this guy maintained it really well. And we had a lot of fun. I had the family in the 67. He had his boys in the 58. We pulled up. We had uh, prime parking there at my buddy's car show after dark which is that Quaker Steak and Lube. And it just was a darn good time. A lot of people out. And uh, the cars cleaned up super well. You know, washed them both. And um, they look good. So for anyone that is in the Lincoln Forum and you guys are listening to this, thank you. You guys have seen that I've done a couple threads where I've talked about Tony's cars, the Red Sled. And then, of course, I posted about the 58. Now, I mentioned what's funny. The car has aftermarket wheels on it. So... The average guy or the purist would probably say, oh, look at this guy. You know, He took off the 14s and he put on 15-inch centerline billet wheels. Well, technically Tony didn't because when he bought the car from Chris, it had the centerline wheels on it. Now, centerline is now a company that's been out of business, I think, for a while now, a little bit, a couple years. They had a huge cult following with their wheels for many years. Technically, when Chris bought the car, it had the centerlines on it. The car came from Colorado, and I think a colonel in the Army owned the car. And it was driven a lot on one of the bases there. He still has the 14-inch wheels. So when I posted up in the Lincoln Forum, I thought I was going to get uh, you know, taken out because of the fact that Tony has these aftermarket wheels on pretty much, at least from the outside, a stock-looking 58 Lincoln Continental that looks damn good. I think the chrome is all original. I mean, really, the car is, I'd say, like 98% original. You know, it, it's spot on. But, uh, you know, a couple of people commented on the wheels. Yeah, I'd like to put back the original ones and that type of thing. But really, that's what Tony's going to do. Like, he doesn't really want to touch this car too much. It really is a nice timepiece. And looking forward to seeing it with the 14s. He's going to pick those up. I think they're still over at Chris's place. Get the wheels powder-coated. Yes, he has the original hubcaps. I think so. And uh, it's going to look damn good. But I tell you, that huge car, you put the four windows down, put the breezeway rear window down, 
it definitely is a fun time. So you will see a lot more of that. I did a pretty cool time-lapse video. So if you go on YouTube and type in Lincoln Addict, A-D-D-I-C-T, which of course is the title of this podcast, you should see uh, the channel that pops up. Now, it's pretty lame. Only have a couple subscribers, only a few videos, but there is the 58 Mark III. It is, uh, I'd say, I don't know, a couple minutes, and uh, it was a pretty cool time lapse. So, you know, check it out. There's going to be a lot more videos, and the reason why I say subscribe to the channel, essentially what I'm going to be doing is some tech articles. So I've got Steel Rubber. If you guys have heard me on Our Lifestyle, the podcast, I did essentially uh, order an entire kit for the for the 64 Lincoln Continental that I'm building. So I'm going to do an unboxing soon. I'm going to have Steel Rubber on this podcast to talk about their products versus the competition. And uh, Tony and I are just going to continue to do videos and really try to get out there and do something that's worthwhile. Our friend Nathan over at Driving Dreams, check him out on YouTube. He's been killing it. He's a lot like me. He probably doesn't really have the time to edit the videos too much. And he's been doing a darn good job um, just like really getting the camera there, probably a GoPro. And whatever he's working on, he films it. And then, boom, he exports it and he posts it. So he's got some commentary as well. Some really good tech articles or tech videos, I should say, that uh, Nathan Wilson from Driving Dreams has been doing. So check him out. Uh, Very good stuff there. All right, so continuing with the Lincoln, what I call the Lincoln Life updates. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. What took place back in January was Barrett-Jackson 2019 in Scottsdale, Arizona. There were, I don't know, a few Lincolns. I know of maybe four or five that crossed the auction block. And there's a guy on Instagram with the name of Isotope Wheels. So he brought out a couple different Lincolns. And you know, I'll post photos of some of these. I'd like to get him on at some point to maybe talk about some of the builds that he's doing. He had one car, a 64 Lincoln convertible, black, triple black. It sold for $123,200. So you're probably thinking, why, right? So one, it's a black car, no rust. Yes, it's airbagged. Yes, it has a coyote motor. So it's what we would refer to as a resto mod, of course, right? Uh, it the um, the motor is 420 or 420 horsepower, 300 foot pounds of torque. It's got Magnaflow mufflers, so on and so forth. So, pretty badass car for someone that's not a purist. Totally get it, right? So there was also another car, and it was a 63 black stock Lincoln Continental with a white wall tire on it. This sold for a hundred and ten thousand. It was a beautifully restored triple black convertible. It did have AC, which is not always there on the convertibles. Had the factory 430. And it did have a different aftermarket uh, cloth top. But the uh, the convertible had been completely gone through, so on and so forth. But again, that sold for 110 So it's kind of showing me that the market is strong for someone that wants a car, at least from what I can see online here on Barrett Jackson's website, was pretty much spot on. I mean, super nice car. I mean, who wouldn't want to just get in one, turn the key, 
and know that everything has perfectly been redone. 110 grand, yes, hefty price, but nice car. Now, there was another 63, and this one was a little bit different. So it was a convertible that was SX-100.X. So it was the JFK limo that was pretty much um, a lookalike, right? So the car was just awesome. It uh, it really looked good. It had the President of the United States seal, so perfect fitting for President's Day. That was just earlier this week. I mean, you look at the photos of this car and you just go, man, It. I mean, whoever did this thing, I mean, it was spot on. I mean, it's really, really nice. This thing sold for 71500 So not so much practical, obviously, to drive every day with it not having a top. But, you know, whether it be a museum or a collector or someone that lives in a warm climate that wants to have a parade car, or hell, you know, someone that's making a movie, and, you know, they needed to get their hands on one of these, man, you cannot go wrong, 71500 Now, the guy that I talked about earlier, Isotope Wheels, this is what um, was a little surprising. Now, I mentioned the 64 earlier. He had a 65 with the stock Mel 430. He had the aftermarket valve covers. Super clean interior. He had the billet steering wheel. He had his company wheels on it. It's a convertible. Really nice car. Now, not perfect from a purist standpoint. The car had been blocked numerous times, had straight panels. It was finished in dark metallic gray uh, Valspar uh, paint. House of Color Clear. Had digital Dakota. Gauges. You know, again, it was a kind of a good mix of aftermarket and stock. That car, with the stock motor, sold for 110. So if the 64 sold for you know let's say another 10, 13 thousand ish, I think it was, with a Coyote swap, those Coyote swaps are not cheap. Now Jeff at Devious Customs is one of the best around that does them. There are a few other shops in the United States that are offering a service to swap those motors for someone that wants a newer fuel injected motor. I was really surprised again for the price point being only you know less than fifteen thousand difference. Both cars looked amazing, and this sixty-five, if I remember correctly, was not airbagged either. So you know it had the nice look to it. It had the aftermarket look, but it was more stock, right? And it sold for a little less money, but not that much less. So pretty cool. It's always fun for me to go through and check out the different cars that sold, you can go to Barrett-Jackson's website and you can actually search Barrett-Jackson and then I think you can hit the down arrow is what I usually do under auctions. That's on the far left. And then you can go right to, uh, for instance, uh, the upcoming attractions or the recent auctions. Now, it was in Scottsdale 2019 and then that's when you can even go and scroll through uh, some of the uh, sales. So I spend a lot of time kind of going through these, seeing what the market is, and I enjoy doing it. Uh, so you guys don't have to. So let me know. You know, what did you guys think? Like, do you think it's worth if you had the extra money and you wanted to go out there and build a couple cars a year and sell them? Or do you rather just build them for yourself, keep them, maybe five, ten years go by, you're like, ah, I want something new, boom, you sell it. Me personally... I couldn't see putting all the time and effort into one of these and maybe not 
you know, some some of these people I think think they're going to sell for two hundred grand, and I just don't see it very often. Uh, a lot of people want these cars. You will see on Instagram the comments are always, "Oh, that's my dream car. I can't wait. I want to get one. Oh my gosh, that type of thing." And totally get it. You know, people love these cars, but they're not for everyone. So sound off. Let me know. I'll post a couple photos, and uh, you know, you guys on Instagram or. You can go and search Lincoln Addict on Facebook and let me know what you guys think. Okay, up next, Lincoln Continental Services. So, my good friend, Tony and I's good friend, Blair Farmer. Now, Blair has been in business, give or take, about 40 years almost by himself. So, if you need window switches rebuilt, carb rebuild, AC box, which we call the uh, suitcases, if you need your air conditioned box totally rebuilt, if you need your vacuum harness under the dash or in the engine bay recreated, he can do all of that, okay? You can mail him what you have and he can recreate it. He can make it plug and play where basically you know where everything goes. From window switches to the carburetors to the steering uh, uh, pumps, you name it, Blair Farmer is the man. Now, Blair's a pretty busy guy all day, so what I would ask is if you're looking for something, some, some type of work, message myself on at Lincoln Addict. Let me know what you're looking for, and I will get you in contact with Blair. We can get you his email address. Uh, he prefers that you email him with what you're looking for, and then he can get back to you. He offers great turnaround times and some of the most friendly prices in the industry. Trust me, you go on eBay and you start looking around at how much it costs to get these window switches rebuilt, he will beat those prices, and his work is guaranteed. I have had plenty of stuff rebuilt by him, whether it be carburetors, steering pumps, the vacuum harnesses recreated, so on and so forth. The stuff always works fantastic. So big ups, Blair Farmer, good dude. Make sure you support him. Let me know, and we will get your stuff over to him, the man the master, the legend. All right, so Spotlight Products, steel rubber. As I mentioned, I've got the entire kit. I'll be doing the unboxing. I would encourage everyone, go out to steel, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com, okay? You can search for parts by your name, or excuse me, by the year, make, model, and style type. It's that simple. Or right under that, yes, you're not going to believe this, Click on Get a Free Catalog, okay? On-demand catalog, universal catalog, or RV marine catalogs available. When you go to on-demand, you literally will go in there and select your year. So, for instance, what I did was I went to 1964. Anything else you would like uh, to know about the vehicle? Name, email, business name, optional, address, phone number, how did you find us? Okay, I need to get them to put on here Lincoln Attic Podcast for sure. Hit submit. Okay, do me a favor where it says anything else uh, we should know about your vehicle, tell them that you heard it on Lincoln Attic Podcast. They will mail you literally a catalog that's specific to your car. So every single part that you will need will be listed in there. Now, what I did was originally I did order a catalog. I wanted to see how the process worked. Pretty cool, came pretty fast, but when I was ready to order the parts, I went back to the main page, select the year, 64, make, of course, Lincoln, 
Uh, it auto-selected Continental because what else did they make in 64? And then you've got the choices of the four-door convertible or the four-door sedan. I clicked convertible. I tapped on submit, and then boom. It brought up 22 items, and it shows 20 per page. So everything from the convertible roof rail kits, windshield gasket, door weather strip front, door weather strip, door weather strip, it kind of breaks down the different pieces like the seal uh, rear door lock striker, the front door edge, so on and so forth. I literally went through, and I'm a spreadsheet kind of guy, so whether you use Excel or you can use Google Sheets, just uh, search on Google, Google Sheets, right? I pull up my Google Sheets, and I'm pretty meticulous, right? A little bit of OCD going on, and I literally copy over every single part number. So I made a spreadsheet titled Steel Rubber. And I had a description that I copied, the part number, and the quantity. I even copied the price over. So I knew, I summed everything at the end, and it shows a pretty large hefty price, right? Because the stuff is not cheap. What I would suggest to you is if you can't uh, do it all at once, start checking off the list, what do you need the most, okay? If you got a convertible and you need the first part there, the convertible roof rail kit. It's $670, right? It's a seven-piece kit. But this part fits the folding roof on the vehicles, the seals, uh, the side of the window, uh, when the window is fully raised. I mean, this kind of stuff you have to have, right? You don't want your car to get damaged. I've seen some of these where they sit outside and they get damaged because the water's getting in them. So start going through your car. Make a list of what you really need. Some of the stuff is kind of like, eh, I'd love to have it. Other stuff is like, you got to have it. Make a list every few months or whatnot. Just go and make a purchase. I mean, their products are superior. And I think that you're going to see when I start doing these tech articles, the stuff is spot on. I'll actually do, I'll do some side-by-side photos and video to show you how the old stuff just gets brittle and cracks and gets nasty. I personally enjoy seeing a car that has a nice fit and finish where all of these parts come together nice it's a quiet ride if you've got the windows up, so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to bringing more content to the Lincoln Attic Podcast listeners via this podcast and YouTube. Okay, I know not everyone in this Facebook world that we live in, which Facebook just turned 15 years old, believe it or not, but not everyone is into like forums and that type of thing because there's so many Facebook groups. Totally get it. But if you go to thelincolnforum.com, will essentially land you on thelincolnforum.net. Uh, you can scroll down, click on updating, modernizing, and customizing, if that's your thing. And then at the top, customized member projects. Project Smugglers Blues stays at the top there. I've got 100 replies, which are many or mine, on that thread that's, I don't know, give or take seven or eight pages deep now. Over a thousand views. I love documenting things, so I enjoy going out there and putting, uh, you know, the progress of the car. I can go back and look at it. Uh, the fellow Lincoln enthusiasts can go and look at it and see, you know, some of the part numbers I've ordered, some of the work that I've done, so on and so forth. I'm really looking forward to finishing the car soon. Uh, I say soon. I say sometime this year. So that leads me to. The Smuggler's Blues updates. So, hashtag Project Smuggler's Blues, Smugglers with an S. 
I haven't really talked a lot about the car uh, because I haven't recorded it in a while. A ton of stuff has happened uh, since episode four. And if you go out to the Lincoln Forum and you want to see a visual of this, I just told you how to get out there, right? We pulled the motor. That's over at Tony's uh, shop, which I call Boss Bowling Industries. Uh, Their place is uh, called Dave's Truck Stop. And they work on everything from 18-wheelers to cars, mostly bigger motors. Of course, uh, me being a friend of theirs, they said, hey, no problem. You know, he's rebuilt some of the Lincoln motors before. That motor is over there. We've also taken care of a ton of other stuff. My favorite thing, because I'm not, you know, a metal guy, I'm not a paint and body guy, and I'm not an engine build guy. I do like wiring, whether it be soldering things or uh, taking TechFlex, which you can find on Amazon or eBay. The TechFlex is, you know, different colors, but I always buy the black. It's got the little uh, slit down the middle, and you could take and you can wrap all your wires with this nice TechFlex. So I've been taking off a lot of the old uh, stuff that's around the wires. I don't even know what it's called. It almost feels like fabric. It's so old and nasty and brittle. Rip all that out, throw it away, put the nice tech flex around it. I've spent a lot of time doing that. If you follow me on Lincoln Addict on Instagram, you'll see a lot of the photos or check that hashtag Project Smugglers Blues. You will see a lot of work I've been putting in. Cleaned the firewall really well. We dropped the transmission so I could kind of get on the lower part of the firewall. A ton of parts have been dropped off at Sharp Customs in Tampa. Sharp Customs did primarily a mini text, I think is what they call it, a mini texture of the parts. So it's like a black that is a flat black, but it has a little bit of a texture. Not a lot, not like a, not like a rhino liner, but just a little bit of texture, hence the name mini texture. So a lot of black on parts and then a little bit of blue, right? So I know some of the purists will be like, ah, you know, that was supposed to be black, you know, totally get it. But I wanted to kind of spice it up a little bit in the engine bay, and that's what I'm doing. I think in the end, it's going to look really well. Uh, It's going to look really good, I should say. The black with a little bit of the the blue that has, you know, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of a shine to the blue. The black, of course, is all flat. My buddy Daniel at Smithworks in the Tampa Bay area, he will paint the engine bay. A lot of the engine bay has been totally cleaned, and I used a lot of the POR15, which is often referred to as you know POR15, but it stands for paint over rust. So I know what you're thinking. There wasn't a lot of rust. I had just a little bit, not a lot, where the battery sits. Typically, I have seen way worse battery trays. Tony and I were like, man, this battery tray is not bad. We pressure washed, we cleaned, we degreased all of that nastiness and literally went on Amazon and purchased some Pour 15. The stuff is fantastic. You pour it into a little cup after you mix it right, read all the instructions, and then boom, you go to the dollar store or whatnot, you get some cheap paint brushes, and I like to just paint this stuff on. And it really seals like the whole cradle The lower part of the firewall, I mean, it just gives it a nice seal. And whether you're going to leave your stuff black or you're going to come back and almost use it as a primer. Again, I'm not a paint guy, so I don't know what Daniel's going to come in, if he's going to maybe hit it with some primer on the engine cradle before he shoots the uh, paint. But I know it looks darn good. I've even thought about, for you Lincoln guys, you know, kind of, you could almost take the cradle and the subframe and you could almost paint that black. That's what I did. And then you got the aprons, which I was going to have him paint blue. 
well, I'm debating when he comes out to do the work, maybe have him just paint it all. We'll see what he thinks about the POR 15, but it looks damn good. And at the end of the day, I'm a type of guy that you're not going to see a lot of that stuff, but I would rather, while the motor's out, clean the hell out of it, get it looking good, get it looking fresh, and get a nice, good seal on it where nothing's going to penetrate that POR 15. My buddy has had sheet metal in his shop before that he'll hit with POR 15, that stuff, will, I mean, it will not rust. So although I typically aren't going to go and just paint over rust when it's kind of used for, it is going to keep all the nasty contaminants out, and uh, I'm really liking how it's it, it you know the, the project's uh, progressing. I did also mention, of course, Blair Farmer. So he recreated the harness that's in the engine bay for the vacuum. That's key because if you've got the motor out, all of those vacuum lines are all brittle. And he will list out where each one goes to make it simple. So if you're like me and you don't know the stuff off the back, you know, off the back of your hand or like the back of your hand, you'll want someone that knows what they're doing. And that's Blair Farmer at Lincoln Continental Services. So I plan to continue to give updates. The engine is going to get rebuilt by Tony and his family. They've done a few of them, never had a problem. One of the heads had to be replaced because it had a crack right where the manifold uh, butts up to it. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to get a master engine rebuild kit. It's going to be totally rebuilt. It's going to be painted black. It's going to have all powder-coated parts, you know, for the most part. Steering pump's been rebuilt. Uh, It's got a new uh, carb spacer that goes underneath the carb. You know, sometimes those things are brittle. I had to get another one of those. Tony, Boss Bolin, had one in stock, as he often does. And I'm essentially going to do the entire engine bay. The transmission just got dropped off. That's going to get gone through, cleaned up, get all that back together, running and driving, enjoying it. Then I'm going to move on to the top. I'm going to get all of the new lines, the new pump, the ram, so on and so forth. Once that is fully functioning, because I've had some lines that have cracked and they're nasty and just stuff, fluids getting everywhere, then I will order a Jim Wallace top. He's the best in the business. I went to his house recently. I will hopefully have Jim on very soon. Yes, he will be a fantastic guest for you Lincoln guys. Some of his interiors, including his convertible tops, are the best out there. And I will order that kit. I will have the top installed. And it's one thing at a time. So it is not cheap, I will tell you that. But it is definitely rewarding if you do this stuff yourself. Or kind of what my dad used to do with the home projects. You know, you subcontract it out. You get one guy to do one thing that's a specialist, so on and so forth. And before you know it, you got a car that maybe didn't cost as much as the next guy in terms of getting everything done, but you know it's done right. So that's what I'm all about. All right. Last thing, Lincoln's for sale. So there's been a couple out there. I helped my friend Blair Farmer sell a 62 non, uh, well, a 62 California car that had no rust. It was what, uh, some would refer to as a patina Lincoln. Like it would have looked good for someone that's into that. I know most of you guys aren't, so you would have wanted to have your car painted, totally get it. But the car needed a full restoration. It needed the top. It needed all the new mechanism for the top, the rams, the pump. The motor had to be gone through. Uh, the motor's solid, but basically it needs a timing gear, all that stuff. And, you know, this guy's going to be happy. He got it in a great price point, and he's having Blair at Lincoln Continental Services, do the restoration. So I helped sell that one. And then there is one in Florida that was going, 
with an ASCII price of about 49000 I think it's a 63. Don't kill me. I think it's a 60. It's a 62 or 63. Convertible, air suspension, a lot done to the car. That one was pretty awesome. I am constantly looking at the prices, as I mentioned at the beginning, for these cars. I always enjoy doing it. I love seeing what's out there for sale. So if you're in the market, you know, let me know. I am hopefully going to offer some services soon. So if there's something that you need done, fear not. You can get your car shipped down to the Tampa Bay area for not that much money. You'd be surprised. So I'm looking forward to helping other people out, um, offering a great service at a great price, and more to come on that as the year goes by. So with that being said, about 40 minutes, we got John Cashman up in the next episode. And then we also have some other guests that I've hinted at recently when I recorded episode four. I would tell everybody, visit DeviousCustoms.com. If you do not see something that you need, hit Jeff up. Give him a call. He's got a great team that's right there in Riverside, California, 951-359-9666. Check the hashtag, go be devious. Also, if you're looking for a wheel, whether you want a 15, 17, 20-inch, or 22-inch wheel, hit up CC Cycle Wheels. I'd highly encourage you. If you're not on Instagram, fear not. Sign up for Instagram. You don't have to be worried about it. You can uh, follow plenty of people like Lincoln Addict, but follow CC Cycle Wheels. You will see the product that they put out for these Lincoln wheels is unsurpassed. Definitely, definitely great product. The wheels, like I said, come in different sizes. So if you've got an earlier 60s Lincoln and you want to bump up to a to, to basically a 15-inch wheel, they can do it. And then, oh, by the way, you're not going to be losing your hubcaps once you go away from the bias ply tires over to the radial. So, man, check them out. CC Cycle Wheels. Talk to Michael. He's a good dude. And uh, he's kind of one of those guys that shoots you straight. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't on iTunes, leave us a rating. Yes, you can do it on your phone as well. When you're in the podcast app, you're going to click on Library. And you're going to tap on that Lincoln Attic podcast. And then once you get there, you're going to scroll down. Yeah, sometimes it's a little far. You got to keep scrolling down. And typically, there's going to be ratings and reviews. Tap on, hopefully, five-star rating. Boom, hit that. And then you can even scroll down and you can write a review. If you leave your name or business in there or your Instagram handle, I will give you a shout-out on a future episode. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribed, and we'll hit you back with episode six with the man, the myth, the legend, John Cashman. We out you. Take care, y'all. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down the San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die
Santa's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. From this prison If that railroad train was mine I bet I'd move it on A little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away 